0: The Creeps Lounge contains adult language and content. Listener discretion is advised. it's freaky friday welcome back to the creeps lounge where we talk paranormal unusual cryptic and true crime things if you don't know i'm crystal and i'm right let's get freaky so um to start things out i just want to apologize to you guys um last night We recorded a whole Freaky Friday episode where we had some unforeseen mic issues and um, we had to scrap it. The episode was literally like an hour long and going back and trying to edit it, we listened to it like just a couple minutes in and realized it just sounded very awful So we had to make the tough decision to re-record tonight and, um, get the episode out to you guys by tomorrow or, you know, whenever we can, even if it's posted tonight by 11 or midnight, which I doubt. But um, yeah, it's technically still Freaky Friday. Just we'll be
1: recording it on Freaky Friday. Yeah,
0: it's technically still Freaky Friday, but it will not be posted until Saturday, most likely.
1: Yeah, because I'm gonna I'm gonna probably be up to like one or two editing. That's usually what happens, and then it'll be up and going by Saturday for sure.
0: Yeah. So, in other news, you guys, I really have wanted to. Um, share this with you and I'm so glad that we actually got to record a little bit later because this for me is just a huge deal because I've been following this case for a long time. Um, there has just been a major development today in a cold case that I've been following and I was just telling Rick that they have formally identified a suspect um for the Madeline McCain case. I'm not sure if any of you guys know who Madeline McCain is, but um, Madeline McCain was a three-year-old toddler that went missing when she was on vacation with her family when she disappeared on May 3rd, 2007. Um, She disappeared from her bed in a holiday apartment at a resort, and forgive me if I say this or I mispronounce this wrong, in Priya da Luz in Portugal. So she went missing sometime while her parents dined with their friends 180 feet away in the evening. Uh, her parents were checking on her um, throughout the night and checking on the children because she was sleeping in the room with her siblings that night um, until their Ca- their mother Kate discovered Madeline was missing a couple hours later. Um, this So this started a whole international hunt for her and she was just never found so basically on the 26th of may police issued a witness description of a man seen on the night of her disappearance possibly carrying a child but eventually they came to believe that madeline had died in an accident in the apartment that her parents had cut and her parents had covered it up
1: Um, well i mean it was pretty iffy because she was so young. And then for them, it was just an odd story you could, saying that they left her there while they went to a party. Yeah,
0: yeah. I do think that it was really, it was I think it was really irresponsible for them to do that. First sure. of all, I, mean, I don't I care where. Body. 180 feet is basically, we live in apartments and my mom lives across, across the way, like across a parking lot from us. So it's basically from here to my mom's house. And it's like saying that I left the kids asleep in our house to go and eat dinner at my mom's house with you. I don't care how far away you are. You don't leave your kids, especially a three-year-old, yeah. alone in an apartment asleep. And then in a different country. Um, I mean,
1: you know, it's it's sad. Overall, it's sad, but it's just it just it was an odd situation. It's sad, and
0: on their part, it was very neglectful. Um, but. Yeah, it, it it does raise some suspicions, especially since you're like, We were having dinner and our kids were alone so it, it does make you wonder and I could see how when they had no suspects, they had no leads, they had nothing to go off of, um, they would want to 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 have use them as a suspect. Um, But in their defense, I guess it had been reported that the Portugal police did admit that the crime scene was completely just not taken care of. All the evidence was um, destroyed and they didn't preserve it the way they should have. So on their part, they made a lot of mistakes um but there's their suspect status in Portugal was eventually lifted when they archived the case in 2008 um, due to lack of evidence so the person they have identified recently and this has just been like breaking news as of today is Christian and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right but it's a Brueck, Brueckner. And he's actually a predator who was living in the same area at the time she went missing. He's behind bars in Germany for raping a woman in the same region Madeline went missing. He also lived there between 1995 and 2007. Now keep in mind 2007 was when Madeline went missing um, initially. Um, he used to burga- burglarize hotels and holiday flats like the one she was staying in. According to court documents, he also falsified passports and was caught stealing diesel from um, the Portuguese harbor. Uh, so he was just a career criminal. They received their first tip actually linking him to Madeline's case in t- 2013. He had previously been convicted for sexual, sexually abusing children. So he has—he's already has that history. The scary thing about this is that in Portugal, the statute of limitations for murder is fifteen years. And get this, Madeline's case will be fifteen years old this May. So they literally have um not even a month before her case is.
1: Oh wait, it happened in two thousand seven. Yeah, oh, I thought it was two thousand seventeen.
0: No, two thousand seven. Okay. Um, so, like, I've told you, I've been following this for a while because it was, like, big, big news. Now she'd be 18 already. Yeah. So, I really hope that they push forward with charging him for her murder soon. Like, as soon as possible because they only have less than a month to really get him for this if if um, that's what they're, they're wanting to do. Um, but they do actually give more detail about this on a... A documentary on Netflix called "Prime Suspect: The Madeline Ca- McCann Case," where they show more incriminating evidence on him. Um, since I watched that documentary and have been following the story, have been convinced that it was this dirtbag who took her. Like um, they actually like since I've been following it, they have in the past mention him like last year they they mentioned that he might be a suspect because they had some kind of evidence against him but um it wasn't incriminating enough t- for them to push forward and actually name him as a suspect and charge him for her murder so, and uh, you guys have to look in on it. There's way more evidence on him. Watch the documentary. They even show his route that he's, that he traveled, like, when he left Portugal. And it was just a perfect, like, perfect. Like, it, it matched up perfectly for if he did abduct her. Um, I just find it to be so sad, you know. It, she was so little. She was only three I know she's just she's a, a toddler. Like my daughter's two and a half, and she's tiny. She can't even talk yet. She she talks, but she talks she's like a She's talking the
1: language that only we understand, basically. Yeah.
0: So this little girl, she was so small. She was so tiny, and um, you know, she got taken away way way too young. And you know, I really do hope for the sake of. Her and her family and them getting the closure that they need, um, that they, they catch him because they need justice, you know, for, for her family.
1: And then a dirtbag to be taken out the streets.
0: Yeah. He's already been charged for raping a woman. I'm not sure if I... I think I did mention it when I was talking about him. He was charged for raping a woman there. And that's what they're holding him on right now in Germany. Um, But he's raped... He's sexually abused children. He's just an awful person, you know, in general. So, um, good riddance if they do... They do find and charge him with the murder. Yeah, of.
1: hopefully, it's been it's been a long time. I mean, so many cold cases, and then it's obviously you know every every case is important, but when it involves kids like this, it's a little bit more important, I think. Yeah, you know, because they're just so fucking innocent, and then assholes like that just you know take advantage
0: yeah well, I'm not sure if you rec- if you heard it's not really recent. It's a couple months old, but there was actually like i forgot where it was, but there was a little girl she was playing outside at the playground um like there's like an apartment complex and I think the apartment complex had like a playground there, like some of the ones that you see. Yeah. And I guess she was outside with her mom playing there and her mom, she's like Nevi's age as well. Like she's a little toddler and her mom said she had like literally turned around for just a second. Like she went inside to get something. I don't really recall how the story goes or what she said she went and did again, neglectful parent, um being irresponsible and she came back, her daughter was gone and they they haven't been able to find her but um, there's yeah. so much
1: of a human trafficking going on like you can't leave I mean uh, here at Home Depot, I think last year, remember I told you too that there was this lady she was paying at the register. And um, she let go of her cart, and she had like a one or two year old baby on in the cart. Mm-hmm. And there was this this dude, just an older guy, just grabs the fucking cart and starts taking off with the cart with the baby oh on there. And then God. everybody, like I mean, employees, customers, they all ran to him to fucking stop him. They called the cops. But this oh, happened last year goodness. here in co- here in college, please. No,
0: no, I know that, and you guys, these things you cannot, you cannot just because it's a small town think that oh it won't happen to me, or my kids. Like literally, I don't remember when it was. It was years ago, but there was a girl walking and
1: over by Sam's Corner Market. or something. Do you something, remember right? they yeah.
0: they? pulled her into the car and abducted her and she ended up fighting back and like ended up like
1: she flew out of the car or something. jumping
0: out of the car and getting away but these guys who abducted her got away because they just kept yeah, driving they didn't, they didn't go back for her and they didn't find them but you know these things do happen and let me tell you i i'm super protective of the kids like when i tell you they cannot go outside without me Being able to see them or being next to them or being with them. You know, like I don't let them go on little walks around the neighborhood by themselves. They can't leave anywhere out of my sight. Um, In the store, they're with me at all times. Like at the playground, I don't let them just play and then turn my back or go sit in my car. Like literally, I have to be next to them or sitting on a bench looking straight at them. Or interacting with them on the playground, you know, just...
1: You know, some people would say, oh, that's paranoid, but we've watched... No, it's w- not. But, but, but yeah. I know, but, but we've watched so much fucking crime stuff that it just, like you said, like, you you can easily be like, oh, that's, you know, it doesn't happen here. But then it, something crazy happens and something you just never expect and it's just like... And you'll
0: regret it for the yeah, rest of your life. Yeah, and then what's,
1: you know, what's the point of that?
0: It's funny because it's like, these things that I watch these true ca- crime documentaries and shows and everything that I watch they aren't make-believe they're real there are people who are monsters they want your children they prowl they look for children who are unattended and it's been proven that even here <laughs> they have abduct, tried to abduct children and it's
1: not always guys too there are sometimes that that are women are working with them just to help abduct yeah, like they'll for, go and like know, lure tra- them child trafficking yeah. to,
0: you know harvest their organs you know these things are real these monsters. And speaking of Freaky Friday, we talk about the paranormal and, you know, true crime. These people are real monsters and they lurk the streets. They hide in the shadows looking for you to turn your back on your child while they're outside. Or even for a second in the grocery store so they can scoop him up and run away with them. Or they'll them.
1: sit there and scope your place. Like, if they yeah, say, like, oh. let's, let's say they'll see the kid playing outside constantly alone. They'll, they'll do that for, like, up to, you know, weeks daily. Oh, yeah. Just to see the pattern. Yep.
0: And that's another thing I was reading in Madeline's case is that her mother or the parents spoke out. They said that they felt like they were being watched by a predator when they were there, which... I'm going to bring up again. If they felt like they were being watched, why did they leave them unattended? Why? If you literally thought you were being watched by a predator, why did you leave your children unattended in an apartment in a country where you don't know? (laughs) You know, you you can't have somebody that you trust come over and watch them while you go out and have dinner with your spouse and your friends. Why would you leave them unattended? You know, that's just completely irresponsible. And I don't want to shame people because I know they've been through hell and back already. I know that they don't deserve to have to relive any of that or because they, they're still living through it. But I can't stress enough how how our children need to be protected, like at all times, no matter what. They need adult supervision, children are not to be unattended you know
1: well yeah for 100 percent, for sure
0: but anyways you guys um just we're th-
1: recording in a more in a more comfortable spot today too we kind of got more comfortable <laughs> yeah. over here which is nice because uh we've been recording in the kitchen and it's been hurting our backs because we do it for a couple hours mm-hmm. and finally yeah. we're trying to get more comfortable
0: Yeah usually in the kitchen it also gets a lot it's a little bit colder too because the window the big um, windowed by the table is right there the kitchen floor has no carpet obviously the the uh, the front door is right there so right now we're in our living room um, at Rick's desk his work desk and it's just working out perfectly because our recliners right here I'm on the recliner he's on his big comfy um chair and we're just recording here and it's it sounds better too it sounds better like because we were having all those mic issues and the quality sounds we did several mic tests today by the way so the quality sounds good and i don't know what it is about bringing the mic over here but even the mic checks before sounded i think it's
1: more in close because over there we're like in the middle of the room basically so it was like you know the Echoing walls weren't the, the walls weren't necessarily like next to us. I think the walls are helping us out.
0: Yeah, yeah, because we're kind of like in a corner right here. Yeah. So yeah, but you guys um, we have another story, another great story to add to the Creepy Chronicles archive this story comes from my good friend Carla my sister and you know just somebody that I really confide in shout out to my girl Um, she's an amazingly gifted healer and person if you don't already please be sure to go follow her on Instagram at the 11th letter you would spell out the word 11th and there is a period in between each word um, go show her some love, guys. She's extremely insightful and knowledgeable. She's an astrologist, and she offers many different services to those who are interested in astrology, tarot, and spiritual cleansing. I'm telling you, um, I don't do her justice. She does birth charts. She helps you analyze your birth charts. She does coaching. She's just an amazing all-around insightful knowledgeable person if you or anybody you know um are interested in just learning about astrology or you want to um you know just um work on yourself spiritually she's a great healer and I definitely recommend going to her um but you know what? Let's just go ahead and get into the story. So the first time I can remember seeing this shadow man was when I was pregnant with my son. I was a few weeks weeks away from giving birth and nights were lonely as my son's dad decided he wanted to go out as much as he could before the baby got here. I would hear knocking on the walls and sometimes the doorknob would jiggle and I would think he was playing games with me but he never would even be home. The first night I met the shadow was super intense. I had one of those dreams where you think you woke, but you didn't. The shadow was in the corner of my room and I could barely see him through my peripheral vision. I turned around and I fell back asleep. The next time I woke up, my son's dad was in bed with me and the sun was rising, but this time the shadow figure was at the end of the bed watching me. I couldn't figure out how how he was so dark when the sun was coming in through the window. I couldn't make his face but I felt his intense glare staring right at me. He started to get on the bed and I was trying to get closer and was trying to get closer to me. I completely froze. I tried to squeeze my son's dad's hand but I was paralyzed. I wasn't really afraid but I felt my son kicking like crazy inside of me so I panicked thinking something could have happened to him. As the shadow climbed closer to the point, his dark face was right right above mine. I blinked and woke up breathing hard. My son still kicking furiously and the sun shining even brighter in my room. I woke his dad up and told him, but he dismissed me and said we were fine. He tried. He was tired and wanted to go back to sleep. After that, I saw the shadow whenever I would get into intense fights with my son's dad but the same thing would happen. I would have these dreams where I thought I was awake, but I really wasn't and they were just getting more intense each time. We split up temporarily when my son was a year old and the dreams stopped. They didn't start back up right away, but maybe a year after we got back together, so I didn't put two and two together until way later. We broke up again in 2014 this time for real. I dated guys here and there casually and I didn't have those nightmares until months after I got into a new relationship in 2016. It didn't happen right away but I did always feel an odd presence whenever I would say then stay the night at my ex's house. Once in the relationship once a relationship became toxic I would not only feel the presence of my shadow I would see him more often. Particularly on the nights we fought that got really intense. It was so bad I started drinking heavily so I could pass out and not worry about this horrifying feeling the shadow brought me whenever he visited me. I dealt with it that way for about two years on and off and after and towards the end of those two years I began my journey with spiritualism and tarot. I realized I had a gift when it came to it and started thinking talking to my friend about how when I was younger I did limpias on my friends and family but I thought it was something everyone did. Tarot and spiritualism helped me out in one way in one of the darkest times of my life and during the initial stages of learning about my gifts and how I could use it to help myself and others the dark feelings of shadow completely disappeared. It only returned when I started dating again at the end of 2019 we were sitting down watching a movie in my living room, and I fell asleep. But I didn't feel like I did. I turned over to see if the guy had fallen asleep, and the shadow's face was right there, right next to his. And I swung. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? He woke. Can you me-
1: imagine that though? Like, I mean, like you—you know—passed out. You wake up, and you fucking, Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. He woke me up, and I told them what I saw, and he freaked out a little bit. He calmed me down, and he went home. It happened again on the other occasion <laughs> where I had I had gone to his house to watch a movie. I slowly realized I wasn't interested in this guy, and we weren't compatible enough to build something, so I ended it. And girl, if he wasn't down to battle it out with you and the shadow, then... Good riddance again the nights the nightmares stopped shortly after I met a guy who would become my roommate and one of my best friends. I told him about this pattern I, w- I was noticing with this shadow and he was freaked out but thought maybe it had to do with my spiritual growth. The shadows appeared when he moved into the house, but this time he was threatening. In the dream I had, my roommate saw me walking up and standing next to the shadow at the end of my room. He yelled at me to move back because what he was seeing was terrifying. But the shadow looked softer to me that night. It reached out to me and we hugged. After that, his presence was softer. My son would see him as well. On days where I felt heavy and angry or sad, my son and I would feel darker presence who we knew was our regular visitor. At one point, my son said he would see a figure. He called him Siren Head at the edge of our bed. And you guys, Siren Head, if you don't know who that is, it's kind of like a...
1: Well, he's a he's a character, I, I think, if I'm correct, he's a character from Fallout 4. But a lot of YouTubers, like, put him in, you know, they do their animated videos, they put him in. And so kids, they love watching stuff like that. And so, um, you know, he, he probably, that was his best explanation, like, because kids find it really scary so his best explanation for it was just to call it siren head.
0: so i was gonna say he's kind of like a boogeyman on youtube compilation videos
1: creepy pasta type stuff yeah
0: kiddos they really get a kick out of that stuff but then when the time comes at night they don't want to sleep and that's when you start banning them off of youtube <laughs> <laughs> and they're like i promise i won't watch it again and then they do a week later and then they're scared again um, but I could see how he would want to call him Siren Head because he didn't know how to rationalize it at the time and and that was the only scary thing he could think of <laughs> most likely. I'm pretty sure that's something my kids would do. I asked him if he had seen him before but he said no and was in extreme fear. We had to sleep with the lights on in our room for months until I cleansed our room and the house completely. I started realizing that the shadow had followed me for so long he was protecting me. I would feel him nearby when I felt sad. I've had a client tell me that this shadow of mine visited him in a dream and asked him to warn me about a guy who was pursuing me. He told me it felt as though I was in danger and he needed someone to tell me more directly i saw the shadow at the same night when i hung out with that guy later i would find out he was a very toxic and unstable person who was very capable of causing harm months went by again and even though i would feel his presence i didn't see him anymore i started dating my current partner in the beginning of 2021 when we first started talking he asked me about my tarot business and what spirituality meant to me we would talk about it for hours and he finally asked me for a reading he was very impressed and for whatever reason he had a very deep connection I did warn him about the shadow and I told him that I realized he protects me and if he were to appear it would mean that we couldn't be together because he pops up whenever I'm dealing with a wrong person he laughed and said he knew my shadow would like him and stay away that he wasn't worried about him which a man should do and that's why you picked him girl (laughs) but i was i like but i was i liked him so much and loved the relationship we were building i always worried my shadow would appear and cause it to end i now live with my boyfriend and throughout this time i haven't seen the shadow once i felt him on the night signs good signs yeah i'm so happy for you I felt him on a night we fought but remained on the outside of he remained on the outside of the house almost not to let anyone or anything else in. I'm always thanking him for protection and asking him for strength because it feels as though despite how dark he feels at times, he is my guardian angel. I'll never forget how he reached out to my client just to warn me about dangerous situation and how beautiful that act of love was. Him not coming around almost confirms that my boyfriend is my soulmate since I sleep very, very peacefully now. The only times I have nightmares are when I find myself struggling with my mental health, but even then I can feel the shadow standing nearby almost hoping I snap out of it. I come to the theory that he's rooting for my growth, but knows that he can't intervene. It makes you question whether there are multiple universes in parallel to each other. And he happened to take an interest in helping me, or if it really was something otherworldly like an angel. So...
1: Very possible, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's another story um, that she attached to this one, and I'm going to go right into it. Okay. It says so this leads me to a mini story about some someone else watching over me in the beginning of 2019 when i was initially getting into astrology and spiritualism i battled within myself a little because of how catholic i had been raised which i can totally understand um, before i started reading oracle cards um and actually getting into tarot last year i also battled with that myself i know that it's a scary thing to start um just because you're like okay this isn't right my religion says it's not right right. yeah my mom says it's from the devil (laughs) stuff like that so you really um get a stigma about doing these things um When you're younger, and your parents tell you to stay away from it, it's from from the devil. Only witches do it. Yeah, (laughs) so I can definitely see where you're coming from. But eventually, when I started doing it, it was something very positive for me. It was something that also changed my life during a dark time um, when I was going through things in my life and I felt like it was very helpful. It it got me through a lot of really rough periods in my life. I had been raised and questioned whether I was doing what was right or not. I would have weird dreams about it. For some reason, I frequently have dreams where I feel like I wake up and I'm not really awake because then I wake up for real. One night, I had one of these dreams again. My son and I were in our apartment and we shared a bed. So the way the room was set up is the bed was against the wall by the door. So when you lay down and looked to your right, the door was there. On the next wall... To your right was a closet, the wall in front of you was empty with a TV hanging, and to your left was a window out to the parking lot. Our apartment was on the first floor as well, so whenever the cars drove by their headlights would come into our room unless I closed our curtains, but I didn't really like to close them. On the closet door I hung a mirror. When the closet's door were closed you could see a reflection from from the window. The street light, the tree, anyone walking by, the headlights from any cars driving by would shine through the window and reflect pretty brightly on the mirror. On the night I had the strange dream, I was sleeping facing the wall. The closet was towards my, my back was to the window. So I saw through the mirror, the street light and the trees. Out of nowhere, a blinding light shone through the window. I'd never seen anything like that, especially from a car driving by. I turned over to hug my son and I see this little shadow thing sitting by him and it smiled at me. I jumped up and scared as fuck and grabbed my son and ran to the living room just down the hall. I laid him down on the couch. He was still sleeping with no clue of what was going on. I grabbed the baseball bat and I kept by our door and was (laughs) thinking, oh my God, I have to go fight. Fight someone. That sounds just like my mom. Like That's my, fucking down. Yeah, my mom has a base had a baseball bat.
1: Well she still does. <laughs> she,
0: she still has would, it. Uh, like, I swear to God, she would literally every time we heard noises and we we heard noises all the time when we lived at the Tushy house is out in the country and we would always hear like knocking on the door and like jiggling doorknobs or
1: rustling and whenever that
0: would happen we would run to my mom's room and like tell her like all scared and crying and my mom would grab her baseball bat and her long ass bata and she would like go out there barefoot like with a baseball bat (laughs) pitch black Walking around the perimeter of the house looking for somebody to fuck up. (laughs) It was like, I just couldn't believe it. I still can't believe how brave she is.
1: I only got to witness that once. That one time. And yeah, she was like half asleep, but she was out there like ready to fuck some shit up.
0: And I can tell you she's done that several times throughout our childhood. She's always been down to fight somebody. Under the assumption, this person broke in. As I'm gathering my courage, this little shadow thing runs down the hall into the living room, just stands in front of me smiling. It was short, maybe the middle of my stomach, and had short legs and long skinny arms. I just remember tackling him and then getting on top and choking it. LOL. (laughs) I asked, who are you? And it smiled again, so I loosened up my grip. And in this very soft but deep voice, he said, I'm just here to tell you we've been watching you, and we're really proud of you. You're going down the right path, but don't use the money. Just forget about the money. I was in shock, and the next thing I know, I let him go. He walks towards the door and smiles again and just says, We're really proud of you, Carla, and leaves. I blink, I'm in, and I'm in bed with my son by my side, and the sun is shining through my window. I start freaking out about the dream I had. But the funny thing is, when I walked down the hall in the living room that morning, my door was unlocked, and the baseball bat was by my couch. So, yeah, maybe it wasn't a dream. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, that, that's, that's weird, you know. The fact that the baseball bat was out, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think she was sleepwalking.
0: No, I, I just think maybe she was in so much shock that could a lot of people just internalize that and put that in the back, like, in their subconscious mind. Especially when you feel like you've gone through something... Even a positive experience can be traumatic, especially if it's something that isn't normal for you and hasn't been normalized through your childhood. It can be very shocking and that's something that people can internalize and in turn just push back into their subconscious mind but I have several things to say. First of all, Carla, I am so happy for you. I'm happy for the new relationship. Well, not new, but the relationship that you're in. I pray for your happiness, your guys' relationship, your family. Often I think about you guys and I just, I'm so happy for you. Um, Secondly, you know, there's something really weird about pregnant women because we were talking about this yesterday in the podcast that we failed <laughs> on miserably. With the robotic the, with podcast. The audio.
1: Yeah, for some reason it was robotic, I and mean, I just could not. I yeah, could not it was fix so out.
0: bad, and it was a good one. We we made really good points, but it's okay. Here we are now. We this one's even better, a thousand times better. Um, we had greater things to talk about. Um So. I mentioned that when I was pregnant with my daughter, I, with all of my kids, actually, a lot of weird things happened to me. And I constantly saw, um, heard knocking on my door. It's all started. I, before that, like I saw things, things happen to me. And I heard like scratching growling stuff like that but like when I became pregnant with my daughter I didn't hear or see horrible things but the knocking started it all started when um we lived in this basement apartment in college place with my mom and we had like my mom hadn't been living there that long so um yeah uh my Rick, Ricky he actually um, was working in the Uva so he would wake up really early in the morning at like 3am and he would leave to be at work by 4am so he would leave the house around 3.30 well literally like it would be I don't know very shortly after he left I, I would hear like three knocks and then that's it I would hear three really loud knocks coming from the closet door, from from inside the closet. And I actually thought he was messing with me for the first couple of times because it was just weird that it would happen like, you know, within like 10, 15 minutes after he left. I'm like, well, maybe he's sticking around just to mess with me. And I asked him and he just was like, no, I mean, no, I'm not doing that. So it just continued to happen every single day for like over a month until we moved out of there. But the weird thing about that closet is like when you opened it and you like pushed all the clothes off to the side, the back of the wall had this huge like, it, and it was like painted over. It was like a, like if they had, uh, there was like a previously a huge hole in the wall or something like probably the size of a small TV. Um, and it looked like a big patch, but it was painted over. So that was no the
1: landlord special <laughs> yeah,
0: that was in that closet. And I always like, it always give me the, gave me like the creepiest vibes, but it's not even like that. There was something up with that apartment because that wasn't even the only thing that had ever happened there. Like before I had gotten pregnant and before like me and Ricky had started like, dating and stuff um I actually remember my sister um seeing something in the bedroom because we used to sleep in the same bed together and I was passed out it was I like had come home from a really late night of drinking like I just completely passed out and my sister was like she said she was trying to wake me up but I was just like she couldn't wake me up and she saw something really scary um but yeah that wasn't like I said the only thing that had happened we eventually ended up moving into his parents house um they have like this this bedroom inside of their garage and he ended up taking up a job um um like delivering fruit like where would you drive you would drive hours
1: away I would, well i would load up i would load up about 2 two thirty 30 in the morning because i was working at keystone during the week and then on the weekends i would like on friday i get off i'd get home i like got three and i would have to leave the house like at 2 two thirty 30 a.m load up and then i would drive to either boise portland or seattle to go deliver fruits yeah. to all the um farmers markets
0: yeah so he would leave really early. It was still dark. It was like like he said like two thirty that he would be leaving, and I remember like I would just be laying there and um maybe thirty minutes later around like three in the morning, sometime I would hear the three knocks on that bedroom door. And keep in mind like this is their garage so it's kind of like there's a bedroom in the garage and then you walk outside of the bedroom there's the rest of the garage which they store stuff in and then you walk out and then there's a backyard or you could take a left and go through the door and then you actually go into the house so it's kind of separate from the house but um, I would hear like three knocks every single morning after he would leave really early in the morning and it would just scare the hell out of me I think the last straw was when I heard the three knocks and then the doorknob started shaking like someone was trying to get into the room and it was always three knocks there was never three more knocks or three more knocks it was just a three knocks and then that was it Um, and I remember that day I like begged him, like, please don't go. Like, (laughs) I don't want to be alone anymore. Like, I'm really scared. I've been hearing things and he eventually just, you know, to support me and just to help me like with my mental health. He gave up that little side job just, you know, just to give me that relief. And, you know, to this day, I really, do thank him for doing that because it did help me tremendously just like to unwind for those few months of like my pregnancy because I only had a couple more months to go before I gave birth to my son um but yeah I do when I was pregnant with my daughter I forgot to mention um that I actually had um, Experienced something in an apartment we were living in. So you guys, we lived everywhere. We were moving here and there, and we were really hard up. We were struggling a lot back then, and you know, just thinking about how far we've come from then until now, I'm just so thankful for everything we've been through, all of the struggles, because that's why we're humble now. That's why we appreciate things now. That's why. We appreciate having a warm house, or lights on, or food in the fridge, because we've been through everything. We've been through it all, so we can just really learn to appreciate and not take things for granted, because we have been in these tough situations.
1: Yeah, we've come, I don't want to say like, well, I guess you can say we've come a long way, but you know, we... Yeah,
0: we've come a long way. we, uh,
1: We started out this whole journey together pretty rough, and... You know, over bumpy roads and everything, but we were doing pretty well now. You know, more com- more comfortable. We're not as stressed out as we used to be.
0: Yeah, we we definitely are. Because we went from so much better now
1: having you know a cheap little car to no car to a cheap little car to no car. It was
0: our cars kept breaking down on us, and they weren't reliable. And I mean, now look at us. We like this year, last year we've bought our first new car and it felt so good it was such an accomplishment and I mean on top of that we have even if any of our cars broke down we have a few other cars that we can rely on because we have we own several cars now you know it's just we're blessed so I can't complain about life right now but sure. when we lived in this apartment, we would sleep in the living room Um, because I was hugely pregnant with my son. And the only comfortable way I could actually sleep was like if I slept on the couch. So I would sleep on the couch. Ricky would bring out the mattress and he would sleep on the mattress on the floor next to the couch with our daughter, Ariana. She was at the time, she was only like a few months old, like maybe nine months old at the time. Um, but I would hear knocking three knocks on the door every morning, um, like very, very early in the morning. So it was still dark out and that would wake me up all the time. Um, I remember one night, where I heard it and I know that nobody was knocking on the door because I would literally look out the window when I would hear it and there was nobody and these apartments were like duplexes so they were really long and this person whoever it was if they were knocking on the door um, they would have to literally run really fast sprint across the uh, the um, driveway to get away or s- across the the duplex to get around the house so yeah I don't think it was very possible but I heard the three knocks and then I heard a really loud bang on like our um, air conditioning because you know how um, air conditionings like they stick out from the back like they're metal the ones that are built into the wall I heard like a really loud bang on that and then I just like woke uh, Ricky up and I was like at that point like at my wits end like i broke down crying i was like i'm tired of it i'm tired of hearing these noises i'm tired of hearing this knocking i literally just broke down sobbing it didn't help that i was hugely pregnant had a toddler i had a lot going on so just hearing this every night and getting my not not every night but most nights Like, my sleep being disturbed, I was just absolutely a mess, like, emotionally, mentally, was not doing good. Um, But, yeah, I mean, when I was, when I've been pregnant, like, I've experienced a lot of really weird things like that. I feel like pregnant women have... I don't know there's something about us when we're pregnant that attracts these things into our lives and i could definitely see how you experienced a lot when you were pregnant as well um hearing those noises but i do think that like we mentioned when you were talking to me about this on the phone i really do feel like that's an a guardian angel of yours
1: no that's for sure i mean from i remember um i forgot who i was talking to but it was it was very similar. They would like see like like they would see a shadow person, but they felt like it was, you know, it was more of p- protection than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with shadow people, so as we're over here, like we we kind of took a pause. Oh my god,
0: I'm gonna cry! <laughs> 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 what the fuck is that? It's
1: the baby's little gun. Where is it? It's in the trash can. So you know we're over here, you know, oh just god,
0: you guys, I'm chilling and talking. Right now. <laughs> that is and so there was hard. like a,
1: just a little pause, and we heard this like.
0: It's going off right now. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that.
1: So my my little my son brought my daughter a little dollar store toy, and she um I don't know if I told you this, but <clears throat> excuse me she. She was drinking some chocolate milk earlier.
0: Oh my God. It's still going <laughs> off.
1: Um, she was drinking some chocolate milk earlier and she dunked it. Like she was shoved the whole ass, because it's, it's tiny. It's a small gun. And it's one of those like uh, space guns, you know, that makes some weird noises. <laughs> so she dunked it in the cup. And, you know, it's, it got all wet. So I think it's malfunctioning because I just threw it in the garbage.
0: Oh my God. But as, scary. I mean,
1: it was just really quiet. And then, <laughs> yeah, we were like, what the f- Fuck was that?
0: Oh my god, it just started like literally. We've been sitting here for how long and how long has it been in the garbage for hours already? It hasn't made one sound, and you know, all of a sudden, right now, it just starts going off out of the blue. You guys, I literally,
1: yeah, her uh, eyes are fucking wide. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got tears in my eyes right now. That's so scared.
1: I think that's gonna be a wrap for this. No, no, it's not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about, <laughs> I want to talk to you guys a little bit about the uh, shadow people. Um, I looked a- I looked a little bit into it, you know, so, so nobody really knows what shadow people are, like exactly, but there's a lot of speculations. There's some people who think that they don't mean any harm, and there's others who say that they're an evil entity. And this is just based off their personal situations or accounts. And according to them, they say that if you encounter a shadow person, to not show it any fear. And I mean, that's gonna be fucking hard to do. Like, if I see a shadow person, I'll be fucking scared. And that's just me. Yeah. But they said to try not to show any fear because all entities with the evil intent thrive on that fucking fear. So if it's if it's planning on doing some some shit, you know, they're gonna they're gonna fucking feed off of that. And it's actually very common for people to see shadow people, or spirits, or just shadows in general. Uh, but a lot of us, we dismiss it, uh, you know, we, we, we're taught to just forget about it, like whenever anybody, you know, we've we mentioned it before where something happens and then we're kind of just taught to like, ah, you're crazy, don't, that's not true or whatever. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's very common, so you usually see them really quickly, kind of like in the corner of your eye. And sometimes, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen one, and you guys are probably, like, you know, questioning yourself, like, did I really just see that shit? And then you're like, nah, that can't be. I know for, for me, it has happened. Like, I'll, I'll see something, and I'll kind of, like, question myself, like, did I really just see that? Um, but a lot of the times, you know, shadow people, they don't linger. So it's hard to know exactly what or who it is. And they almost have, like, a humanoid form to them, but sometimes it can just be a dark mass or, like, a disfigured-looking shadow. There's many cases in which a shadow person can attach themselves to someone and follow them from house to house or even from, like, from the house to work, school. A lot of the times, you know, they can can really attach themselves. Um, And sometimes, you know, they say that when that happens, it can just be the spirit of someone like a loved one that passed away and you were very close to. Uh, Sometimes that shadow person or a shadow person can can just basically be attached to an actual place like a cemetery a house even a car like it can just be attached to a place or a thing and um you know like let's say if it's an apartment or whatever or a house that you're renting you go and you'll see them and then when you leave you don't see them again you know that's happened several times um and according to what i read like i said some shadows or shadow people don't even want to be noticed and like i said some don't always mean any harm. Some shadow figures they don't even want to be noticed, so that's why they're kind of, out of always like out of your line of sight, and that's why a lot of us don't always see them, or we think we don't see them. Although they're known as non-aggressive or evil, some also think that they're more like a guardian angel too. Um, regardless of what people say, if you know, if, if I were to see one, you know, I might flip out. To be honest, like I said, I yeah. I don't think I'll be able to handle it well. i
0: think i think it's like how i don't know to me it would be like what i perceive from that presence like if it was like intimidating or if it was like well like just comforting i i don't know i don't know how i would react really
1: yeah i know i mean like I, like I said earlier I, I I'm the kind of person that I kind of have to be in the moment to really really say what I'll, what I'll do cuz I I can say I'll be tough or I can say I'll run but then you know in reality I really don't know what I what I'll do either um ghosts are probably the most common type of shadow figures and they're usually trapped and have not yet crossed over to like the spirit world so people that are into like um that are really into like ghost hunting or um, like medians, for example, they, they help them cross over or they pray. and I, I don't know exactly the ritual or how they do it, but there's ways that you can help a ghost cross over. Um, I also learned that in 2010, the shadow figures were amongst the most paranormal phenomenon reported in the U.S., which I never really thought about. Like I never even thought, like, I wonder what's the most thing being seen or whatever. But yeah, apparently in 2010, shadow figures number one so they're like all over the place or more maybe more people were just believing more and so whenever they saw it you know they were probably like sharing it uh some people report to have seen a dark figure with glowing eyes or even a featureless figure um some people even say that no eyes but like a a really bright grin or smile just like imagine like a dark silhouette of a person with a smile like no eyes that shit would be creepy creepy as hell yeah, some say that these spirits are, you know, watchers and they can have a much larger purpose, but of course it's not necessarily proven. It's also possible to see a shadow figure and they'll just stare at you. Some of them won't won't, won't leave all the way, all the time, I mean. Uh, sometimes, like, if, if you see one, they'll just stand there and they'll fucking stare at you. And, you know, um, if they're like in a distance, like let's say you're walking around or whatever, they're going on a little night stroll, you might encounter one of them. Like, especially if you kind of, like, think, like... I wonder if I just saw that shit, you know? Like, if you see, like, glowing eyes or something, they probably probably came across one. So just fucking through China next time you're out walking around and shit, because you never know. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of stories, like, people saying that, you know, they pull the covers from you, or... The, like, I remember I had an aunt who who would say that she would constantly feel like someone's pulling her legs when she was asleep, or they'll pull the covers completely off of her. Um, well, she, you know, she told me that... well told us when she was telling us a story that she, it was uh, she would always see a shadow there was always a shadow in the room when that happened like she she literally wake up like out, out of nowhere and because she felt like someone pulling her feet or pulling the covers and there was like some kind of shadow when whenever she would wake up like the shadow was, seemed kind of like to fade away wow
0: I feel like that's when I draw the line is like when they start like pulling my blankets off and like pulling at my feet yeah that's something like okay boundaries
1: that you gotta take off dude. A lot of people who experience anything like seeing a shadow person, even those who choose not to believe, they usually have like an uneasy feeling. So like I don't know if you guys have ever woken up suddenly and like just kinda felt kinda weird or like a sense of something around, like you just like a heaviness in the room. Um, or maybe you walk into the kitchen and you see like a faint shadow that slowly fades away. You know, you probably try to rationalize it and say, Oh, maybe, you know, the glare of a car that passed by or maybe you, because I know, like, I, I've walked, not, not necessarily in this house, but, like, maybe my mom's house, or just anywhere, you know, I would walk, and if I would see a, a shadow or something, I kind of, like, think twice about it, and then I even kind of would walk backwards to see if I made that shadow, to kind of prove myself, you know, and sometimes it was me, and sometimes I couldn't really tell or explain, you know, what what made that that fucking shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also accounts of people seeing a shadow figure in the dark, and when that happens, it's like a big dark mass, and it's usually darker than its surroundings. So if it, you know, if it's already pretty dark out, you kind of see like the silhouette or like a big, like I said, a big black mass, or, like on the wall or on anything. And it's like if i kind of like imagine if a person's standing in front of a huge big light, and then mm-hmm. the, you know, the shadow's really dark up against the wall, and everything else is kind of you know, not as dark. Uh, some people kind of you know recount saying. They yeah. see shadows like that. Yeah. Um, there's a story of a guy that I read. It's not too long or anything, but it's just very. It was kind of interesting. Um, so the guy and his fianc- it was a guy, his fiance, and then his fiance's three year old uh, daughter. They um, they were renting a house, and the daughter would were, she would always wake up, not always, but a lot of times she'd wake up screaming and saying that there was like a monster in her room. And um, on one on one occasion. On one occasion The man woke up and she ran into the room and she saw a gray looking figure in the corner of the room. And another time that happened, um, the fiance woke up and she said that when she woke up, there was a gray faceless child standing next to her bed, just like watching her sleep, basically. And it also kind of started fading away. And the final time that that made them get the hell out of there was when the dad saw a shadow figure floating in the corner of the girl's room. And he said it was about like four feet tall or so in that uh, and he said it was and he said it was about four feet tall and he said he had never felt such an evil presence like that before like he just felt like you know like they were definitely were not wanted there like they had to leave and so they did the best they could to get the hell out of there as soon as they could and they ended up leaving and then when they did leave they they stopped seeing things they stopped sensing things so like I think in this case those shadow figures were definitely attached to the house itself yeah Maybe some negative shit was happening there or something, you know?
0: That's scary.
1: And a lot of times, people also claim to see a shadow person. Um, I guess a scientific way to prove it would be like a state of paralysis. You know, like, uh, I, I'm i sure a lot of you guys have heard what sleep paralysis is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's actually happened to me before. It's happened to me a few times, and, you know, for years, I couldn't even fucking sleep on my back anymore. I used to sleep on my back, and when whenever this happened to me, it happened to me like three or four times, and... The most scary time was the last time that it happened to me. I was in my in the room where the room where my manitas in now. My grandma she's staying at my parents' house, and she's staying in that room that I used to I used to be in. And um, whenever I went to bed, I always passed out with the TV on, like all fucking night. It was I would I would watch like that '70s show, Roseanne, or Fresh Prince, or whatever was on that night. Um, and I would just kind of doze off to it, just you know going to bed, and then I'd wake up in the morning, and the fucking TV would still be playing, but. Not necessarily playing, but, like, the logo of Dish was just floating around the fucking TV. And um, so I remember one time, you know, I I was trying to fall asleep, dozing off and everything. And I remember, like, kind of when you're falling asleep, you kind of close your eyes and you open, you know, going in and out of sleep, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I opened my eyes and I couldn't move. And my head was, like, sideways watching the TV and I was on my back. And I felt like I was fully awake, but I just had no control of my body at all. Like, I couldn't move my arms, I couldn't move my legs. And I was just watching the TV, and then finally I was able to kind of like nudge my head a little bit over. And when I did, I saw I saw a dark, skinny figure like slowly climbing onto my bed. And you can see like the indents of where, like the indents of where the hands were going on the side by my by my feet, kind of like indenting in, onto the bed. And it was like skinny and lanky, and like it wasn't that tall; it was pretty short. And <clears throat> it felt like a long ass time. It felt like I was like that for a long, long time, but it was just like probably just a few minutes or so um but it finally like it, i remember like it, it felt like it, it got over me like and it was just kind of staring down at me like the arms were around me like on the side of me but it but when it was climbing up i remember like i wanted to fucking scream and i couldn't fucking scream you know and i was like fuck that so i just closed my eyes and i was like i'm just gonna keep my eyes closed you know i was like i'm gonna wait like this until morning hope it's gone and then i had, I had my eyes closed and i heard the laughter from the t- from the show that i was watching and I opened my eyes slowly to see if it was still gonna be there and I was in the same position that I was in. You know, I had a I had a chair in my room, my computer chair, that I was kinda like in a random spot in the room. And um <clears throat> like I said I could hear the laughter, but it was kinda like like echoey, you know. And then I looked over and it was like, you know, I didn't see the I didn't see it anymore and I was I was able to move a little bit, but you know, I don't know, I I can't say if it was paralysis and I can't necessarily say that it was a shadow person, but it was definitely like it felt real as hell, like it really did. Um, and then I remember that night, I just I stayed up all fucking night. I was watching TV and I turned the lights on, and I was just sitting sitting up watching TV. And uh, it was before I before we had DVR, so I just watched whatever was on. I just remembered my dad. He was he walked in. It was like five five thirty in the morning. He was pissed off because he saw the lights and he was like, "This guy probably fell asleep with the fucking lights on." Uh, he hated, you know, he hated when we fell asleep like that. Uh, but he opened the door and he he saw that I was watching TV. I was watching the Three Stooges, and I don't know why, but like whenever I watch the Three Stooges or any old show like that, like it always it always gives me like a weird fucking vibe. Like it, mm-hmm. like I like them, I like watching them, but it's just like a weird creepy vibe that I get watching old shows. And that's just me. I don't know why that happened, but you know, I didn't I didn't explain to them, to my dad, that as to why I was awake. He was just kind of like. Weirded out that I was awake that that early. I was just, you know, I told them I couldn't sleep. Because I knew that if I say something, they're just going to say that it was just a dream or whatever. That, you know, not to worry about it. Um, but yeah, the next time you see something, like, you know, you should really think about it. Like, when you see something, like, you think you saw, like, a shadow person. Really think about it. Like, I mean, it could, it could be. It could be a shadow person. And if you guys do ever feel like there's some negative shit going on in your house or in a car even or at work do like a little cleansing like you can go on google and find out how to do it go buy some sage maybe do some prayers do something um i know that crystal she's really she you know she she cleanses her house you know quite often and sometimes we do feel like kind of like you know not an evil presence but sometimes you feel like a heaviness in the air and then when she does that you know like it just starts feeling better like we just kind of like it just feels more more calm don't yeah. you think
0: I do it especially when I notice that we're fighting a lot or we're arguing a lot. I feel like there's a lot of heaviness even just to clean out the energy of us living here and the heaviness of us living here at times or just sometimes, you know, like when life gets stressful, I feel like doing cleansings is, you know, even good for um, cleansing out all that stagnant energy um I suggest you do cleansings periodically, you know just to just to clear your your house of all that old stagnant energy, open the windows um light some sage and just cleanse your house you know
1: I think my mom's house really really is due because I mean they're religious yeah, and everything, they've but never I think it. they've never cleansed it, but I think I think their house is due because my sisters have so many things like my, my cousin my, well, my cousin, my niece you know she was actually the first one to send us a story in but um, it wasn't a story but it was just some accounts that happened there at my mom's house and one of them was saying you know she said that she woke up in the middle kind of in the middle of the night to go use the restroom and she said that you know my, my parents they never really leave the lights on and, and she said that when she came out of the room and she was staying in that room that I you know that I always stayed in she said that when she came out that she saw like the light on but it was like a, like the, it was, was kind of like if a figure was like standing in front of her like a, like if some a person was standing there because mm-hmm. she couldn't, she couldn't see the whole thing. It was just mm-hmm. you know what I mean like she's like like something was standing in front of her but behind her on the side she saw the lights and then it kind of moved. It was kind of like quick. It wasn't like there forever but it was like a quick
0: yeah.
1: it moved and she saw everything.
0: But you know what when we lived there in the um, in that garage room. Mm-hmm. you remember i would get up and my pregnant ass would get up like in the middle of the night to snack a lot like their parents do not leave lights on you know how it how it be with men they don't turn his dad especially like he does not like for anybody to mess with a thermostat at all he's one
1: of those dads that he's like one of it's the dads at that 70 fucking yeah. three
0: and it has to stay <laughs> it has there, to no stay there matter what and
1: every time he passes by he looks at it Just th- yeah
0: <laughs> so he's the kind of guy that'll like he's very you know anal about that kind of stuff and like leaving lights on so before he goes to bed like or they go to bed like they turn off all the lights in the house and they lock the doors you know but i do remember like waking up in the middle of the night
1: i know i heard that oh my
0: too
1: god i'm fucking scared i heard babe. some
0: banging around
1: i think you the neighbors well, like i think the neighbors are up because i heard them walking around earlier too they usually get up and walk around like I noticed like around eleven ish or midnight there's a lot of walking around.
0: Okay, yeah. Let's just say it's a neighbors for But I'm over our, here trying to be rational. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um yeah, I would get up and go and get like snacks <laughs> from the kitchen. Like sometimes I would get like celery with like peanut butter. I loved peanut butter when I was pregnant with my son. But I always like noticed that like when I would go into the kitchen, like the kitchen light would be on and I know that they turned it off and they don't come out to snack in the middle of the night like (laughs) me and ricky were the only ones to do that so yeah i would notice that i thought that was pretty weird and like kind of
1: well they'd go to bed probably like i think they would go to the room like at eight or nine and then as soon as they would go we would go and get our shit from the fridge and like just get a Like you know like me i would get my big ass bag of chips and my big ass soda
0: (laughs) or sometimes i would get up to go pee you know several times a night And it was so uncomfortable getting up in the middle of the night because I literally like you would I would have to get up to pee and I would have to like go into the cold ass garage and like walk into the house or into the kitchen, the cold kitchen floor barefoot and then go all the way clear across the house to go potty and (laughs) do that several times a night because of my bladder you know was like really squished my son was really big at that point I was almost ready to give birth so I was like yeah it was super uncomfortable um but yeah I do remember seeing the lights on many occasions like going into the kitchen
1: yeah I don't know like you know we've we've mentioned several stories that's happened there on my parents and like I said it's just time to do a little a little cleaning a little cleansing to clean up the air clean up the vibes because I mean the my parents are very Catholic. You know, they're very my mom, she she's slowly going back to church. The whole COVID thing kinda of stopped it, but she's in the choir and everything. I know that doesn't make a person holy. It really depends on them. Um but you know, she does the levantamentos for Christmas there and I remember this one time too, I don't I don't know supposedly there was like this cross that were passing around town. It was a huge wooden cross with a with a glass cover on it, you know, and inside of it. There was, like, a statue of Jesus, like, on the cross, and they said that it came from Mitra and they were passing around the labor camp, and then passing it to people around from the church, whoever wanted to have it at their house for a while, and I don't know if it was part of the cross, or I don't know if it was, like, you know, like a little a little joke, or I don't know how they did it, but basically, so they brought they brought it over to our house, and it was going to be there for about three to four days, and I remember one day I got home from school, and every time I would get home from school, I literally just take my, cl- my school clothes off, put on my... Sk- I used to be a skater. I know it's surprising, but I used to be a skater. So I'd take <laughs> off my school clothes, grab my, my skating shit, and I'd go to the skate park or something. And then I remember I came back really late that night, well, about eight or so, and there was a bunch of people there at my house, and they were all praying and everything, and it turned out that that cross thing like had a bunch of red marks on it, like all over it, and so they, had, they were, they were going to take it out and clean it up. Now as an adult, I think, I talked to somebody, they said that I guess it does that sometimes, and that you have to use holy water to clean it, and it was kind of like, I don't know if it was a gimmick or what it was, but it, I remember it creeped me the hell out, because, um, you know, like, there were some arguments going on in the house and things like that, and, you know, pe- people were just saying that that's, that's what caused it to do that. But it was just really weird, and I just I, I just added it onto to the fucking house, and, yeah, it's just, we should probably go do... A cleaning or cleansing they go to tri cities or something we just go take just care sneaking. of it don't even tell them because <laughs> just... i
0: know that your mom and dad they'd be like no <clears throat> no it's okay <laughs> well
1: my sister gavi she texted me because she was um she was listening to the episode where we, you know you told the story about what happened when you saw her and she mm-hmm. said she's like you should talk to mom she's like my mom she said that similar thing happened to her where I think she says she heard or saw someone in the garage. She saw or heard someone in the garage and there was nobody fucking there. I need to talk to her and see what it was.
0: I just got the goosebumps because just thinking about that when that happened to me, like that, that was, I think, one of the most scariest times because it was something that I could see. Very clearly, and, and i remember closed. when I told oh, you? I keep getting the goosebumps. I
1: goosebumps told you that she texted down. me that day, remember? Because she, yeah. she said that she was listening to the episode, and then when you started telling that story, she was like, literally, when she said that that I got because in the story you mentioned that she got you know watery eyes when you were telling her, and she, when she was listening it, she's like, I got watery eyes listening, <laughs> listening to
0: it. <laughs> I knew she because she
1: remembered.
0: Because, yeah, that day that I had told her, like her eyes were just welling up with tears and um, I mean oh my god she likes scary
1: stories but she doesn't do well
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but you know definitely was a very scary experience for me and it's it's really like I don't like thinking about it actually it's very nerve-wracking for me but you know for the sake of being open and honest and just being vulnerable I like to tell tell stories like this on our podcast and it makes us you know obviously more relatable that we can be honest with our audience you know because we do want to receive stories from you guys as well we want to help support you guys and um show you guys that you're not alone in these experiences too
1: yeah because a lot of you guys I know a lot of you guys have been called crazy or yeah whatever you didn't see that this is a safe place this is where we're sharing those stories um so, if you do have a story, you know, we always say you go ahead and send it to us and just send some details. And if you, want to, if you don't want to use the name, just let us know you don't want to use your name. That's fine. We can still share the story. Uh, but we've been watching a lot of scary movies lately, too. I've been, been trying to watch at least one a day or one every other day. Um, so, if you guys have some really good recommendations, they can be new or old. But if they're really good scary movies, you know, let us know what to watch. Um, like, just watch Malignant. That one's pretty good because we're into, like, horror and thriller and stuff. So...
0: And we watched the Dark Skies one about the aliens.
1: That one was really good, too. Wow,
0: that one, you guys you guys have got to watch it. It's good.
1: And then Eli. Eli was pretty good. That one's Eli. on Netflix.
0: It was okay. Not as good as the Dark Skies.
1: I don't know. I liked it. I'm, I'm, I like watching all different kinds of movies. And then sometimes I'll end up watching a movie that people would think it's not good. But me, I don't know. I, I really liked Eli.
0: But, you know, like I said before, I, I like to say a comment below, you know, but obviously you can't on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But um, definitely please go to our Instagram, follow us, like, share, comment. We want to hear your guys' opinions on all of these stories. Even if you go into the um, the posts that we make about... Um, the podcast the like introducing the episode and you know when the episodes come out we love to hear your opinions you know i i listened to this one today you know here's my opinion on this we love to hear it or even message us we like to hear we will respond to you maybe at the end of the podcast you know talk about it a little bit shout you guys out but um we want more interactions hopefully we can um you know, get some soon because people have been shy about commenting and sharing. And you know, me and Ricky work really hard on doing these shows for you guys. We uh, this is the
1: second night in the row to stay up late. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, overall we do have fun doing it. It's fun for we, us, obviously. You know, we have a know? lot of fun. We enjoy it, especially because of everybody being a part of it.
0: Yeah, we do have a lot of fun, but we do deserve credit where credit is due um so please share like comment follow if you don't follow tell your friends you know people who like scary stories or true crime or paranormal you know unusual stuff or if you have suggestions that you want to
1: hear us talk about or whatever let us know and we'd be more than happy to do the best we can and sharing a story or you know talk about a topic that you want to hear about
0: and that's why commenting is so important because we want to know what you guys want to hear. You know, I mean, we so far have been coming up with all these topics for Weird Wednesday on our own, but we do want to know what you guys want to hear.
1: Yeah, and then to, you know, everybody waiting for the episode, thanks again for being patient with us. You know, we got it a day later, but we'll, we're will we still getting this episode out and we're going to do the best we can to continue bringing two episodes a week. And even if we don't get like a a story from you guys to tell on a freaky friday you know we'll definitely find something interesting to share with you guys and put on our own little two cents and opinion on it
0: yes definitely and you guys um i'd just like to thank carla again for this wonderful story that she shared with us um, for being open, for being vulnerable, for sharing her experience. I just find it to be such an honor to be able to be a part of somebody's life like that. We are so lucky here at the Creeps Lounge to have an audience that really becomes more like a family because You know, you share these very personal experiences with us, and we treasure that. So, Carla, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Yeah, thank Um, you. Shout
1: out to Carla, and make sure you guys go and follow her.
0: Yeah, follow her on Instagram at the 11th letter. Remember, 11th is spelled out, and there is a period in between each word. Also, she has a podcast on Apple and Spotify. And it is called The Moon Made Me Do It. And she is great, you guys. If you want to go and further yourself in spirituality, learn about astrology, um, just all around hear somebody, listen to somebody talk about um, these topics who's actually knowledgeable and who has been practicing this for several years already, definitely go check out her podcast. You will not be disappointed. I have already listened to a few episodes and... I think they're great but you guys that brings us to the end and it was a good one i am so glad that yesterday we had that mic malfunction because i really do feel like yesterday ricky and i were very tired it was friday you know thursday and we had he had been working all day i had been doing a lot throughout the day running errands and other stuff so i had got home from town and We were both just exhausted. We were, like, super tired. So I'm just glad that we got the chance to re-record and really um, put out our best work. But we are super excited for this episode and next Weird Wednesday to kick it with you guys again.
1: Yeah. So thanks again, you guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll, we'll be back.
0: Bye. Peace
1: out.